You're listening to the IQVIA podcast, where we discuss ways to drive innovation in healthcare. My name's Sarah Rickwood, and I run a mere thought leadership team in IQVIA. We've been writing about launch excellence since 2007, and I've covered the reasons why thousands of prescription medicine launches have either succeeded or failed commercially. Today, we're going to talk about launch excellence in medical affairs. And so I'm really pleased to be joined by my colleague, Reinhard Berkels, who's head of medical affairs strategy in IQVIA. Welcome, Reinhard. Hello, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much for joining our podcast. So, Reinhard, you've been working with companies um, on medical affairs in launch um, for many years. And um, I'd like to start with um, a fairly obvious question, I guess, um, which is why has medical affairs become more important to launch excellence? Well, there are several reasons. So, um, first of all, the let's say um, there's a regulatory background. Secondly, most of the newer um, therapeutic areas are very complex. Cell and gene therapy, um, it's about uh, highly innovative things in neurology, it's about oncology. And you need people with a deep understanding of the disease and the science behind it and the science behind the molecules to explain that and to bring value to the customers. Um, secondly, especially during COVID, uh, the physicians have realized that they want to have value out of interaction with the pharmaceutical industry, and especially when it comes down to face-to-face -face time. And that's what you can also see in um, let's say the, the duration of an interaction when you look at a sales representative, that is like five to 10 minutes, whereas a medical, an MSL, for example, usually the, the average duration is around 40 to 45 minutes. So there seems to be more value in that interaction. And then there is also some, some other aspects um, for is, especially um, that medical affairs upon unsolicited requests is also allowed to talk about off-label. And then when you look at those things uh, at therapeutic areas such as um, oncology, you will inevitably end up there. And to have the possibility to talk about that in a reactive manner brings a lot of value to physicians. And that's clearly where the sales reps need to kind of um, stop the conversation right at this point. Thank you very much. So. What do you think medical affairs needs to improve if it's going to support launch excellence um, even better than it has been in the past? I think there's a couple of key areas. Um, medical affairs well needs to get more digital savvy. The people are, let's say, far from at an omnichannel state. Commercial is not there, but I've got the feeling that medical is still behind it. Some people are reluctant to go there, uh, but I think it's absolute key to really get into or let's say get to get into gear in, in the omni-channel journey to create the right content for the right channel for the right customer and to do that in an um, in a true cross-functional manner and medical needs to get open to that and medical needs to embrace it um, this is also a cultural thing and i think that's there's a lot of change management that needs to be done to get there um, you cannot simply order the people to become digital savvy. You need to live it, you need to breathe it, you need to change the culture of the company. And also, um, 
potentially also even need to change some people in teams who are not able to embrace that in the future. But if you want to reach out to more customers, that's a key area where medical needs to get better. Then data and data analytics. I think we are medical affairs in a perfect position to orchestrate real-world evidence generation and uh, also to look into other data like um, social media, listening, uh, the internet and so on. Especially now with the with AI, ML, and uh, other technologies, we are or medical affairs is in a perfect position to use that to aggregate data and to disseminate that. Probably not happening at the moment, uh, but I think we are in a good way. Third thing is about business acumen, because medical affairs often, or let's say in the past, often was like kind of acting in a silo, you know, on in an ivory tower. Of science. This is not the way to go. If you want to be super successful, especially in launches, you need to have a cross-functional, a great cross-functional collaboration, an integrated brand plan where everybody letters up their activities into an overarching goal. And especially in the pre-launch phase, medical affairs is becoming more and more important because it's front and center. And most of the activities are being run and done by medical affairs. So these are just two key areas. But, and then also one last point, um, strategic mindset. To become a true partner, a true strategic partner at the table in the brand team, you need to have a strategic mindset and you need to kind of move away from a support function, but to a true strategic partner, understanding also the needs of access, but also of commercial. Thank you. So do you think that cross-functional collaboration um, is important for medical affairs. And um, I'm sure you're going to say yes to that, but I suppose what I'm also interested in is um, how in practice does that play out? Well, let, let me phrase it this way. We Literally every week we are having conversations with pharmaceutical companies who are asking us, okay, how can you help us or can you help us to make the cross-functional collaboration better? So that, that seems to be still a big issue, at least in some companies. But, uh, let me try to share a couple of thoughts on that because it's a multifaceted problem. Um, first of all, look. let's look, have a look at, for example, at large pharmaceutical companies. Um, there often things are being driven by commercial and medical is kind of looked at as a support function and has to jump, uh, I exaggerate a bit. Um, but medical uh, also needs to embrace that and needs to say that's why I mentioned um, business acumen being a, a part and a strategic part in the brand team um, that's where medical needs to get better and also when it comes down to let's say medical and legal reviews medical usually also reviews the material of commercial marketing and so on to be there and to be there as a partner not try to block but rather to see okay how can I find a solution um, then it's also an organizational setup question. Is medical reporting into medical? Is medical even sitting, sitting in the C-suite? In the past, like in Roche or Ibsen, they have realized the value and the importance of medical. And now medical, the head of medical is sitting in the C-suite, which I think is great because then you're sitting at the table when it comes down to budget and key decisions together with R&D and commercial. Um, and then uh, organizational setup. Um, there is probably no right or no wrong, but often uh, medical is also part of the affiliate business and reporting into the general manager, which 
um, can be problematic if that person does not really understand the full value that medical can bring. So that brings me to another topic. Medical also needs to get better in measuring the impact and the value they bring and then communicate it and bring it back to the organization. So having said that, it often also depends on individuals. I've seen phenomenal collaboration in field, in-house, on the global to local, local to global, and also completely different things. So one last aspect that I wanted to say, um, that's why I mentioned large pharma. When you look at, let's say, small pharma or rare, rare diseases, there it is a bit different because medical is more front and center anyhow and more important. So finally, Reinhardt, um, I'd just like to um, have you talk a little bit about the three white papers that you've co-written um, with Amir Thought Leadership's Marcus Scores um, about medical affairs, where they can find um, more insights and information. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes, and first of all, it was a true pleasure to work together with Marcus, uh, extremely capable guy, and it was just good fun. So what we have done is we've first written a paper on a very bold vision for medical affairs for in, in say five to 10 years, that medical affairs can have a true impact, not only at the patient level, but at the healthcare system level. And I think that's, uh, that's a great vision to, to work towards. That was like our 30,000 feet paper starting this. Then we had a look and tried to depict a bit the value that medical affairs can bring internally and as a cross-function. And we discussed it a bit beforehand um, that medical can be an extremely valuable partner and we depict the, how it that does it um, along the life cycle of a molecule being a strategic partner. That's our second piece. And then the third piece is more, let's say, more concrete and hands on one of those problems that I was talking about. Um, the omni-channel journey challenge. So use these things and have a look and um, read them and try to use them also with clients. Thank you very much, Reinhardt. And listeners can find those papers by Googling um, IQVIA um, Amir Thought Leadership. And there is a um, Thought Leadership webpage where you'll find um, those papers and our other launch excellence material as well. Um, that wraps it up for um, this episode of our Launch Excellence podcast. Thank you for listening. Watch out for new episodes in the future. You've been listening to the IQVIA podcast. Learn more about how we help our customers and partners accelerate innovation in healthcare at IQVIA.com. <laughs>